0: I'm Marisol, and I'm Adam, and you are listening to the The Reading Reading Aloud Aloud Podcast,
1: Podcast. a podcast where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication is explored in real time by a real couple.
0: That's us. In season two, we bring you along on our tour to keep the conversation going. Okay, here we go.
1: Hey everybody.
0: Hey everybody.
1: Welcome to the reading. <laughs> oh Zay Maya.
0: She's really the best. Hold on. Get I'm your moving mark. this. I'm moving this. Maya. And we can even see your comments. So um News Awesome.
1: Um last... Are those gonna constantly update on the comments? Yeah. Yeah? Actually. Cool.
0: Um, and last week, we were like, hey, everybody, share your comments. And then we were like, I guess no one no one commented to say. <laughs> and then we went off, and there were tons of comments. So we're sorry we were not intentionally ignoring you. Also, I think the video is gone forever because so, um, the, I think the video is gone forever because
1: We hairball. lost the event. Hairball. Hairball.
0: So, because we lost the event. Um. <clears throat> All right. We're going to get All right. started.
1: Let's get started.
0: Um, I would so, first like to take note. Yes. Of the fact that I look fabulous.
1: You do look fabulous. I think I look pretty great too. Oh. Do you not? Do you not? Because <laughs> I, I have a hat. And yeah. You do look a lot better than I do, though.
0: I just got thanked.
1: You did get fancy. Well, I was setting up, so I'm going to give myself that. So, I this yeah.
0: way I can't see you. Can you scooch you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I want to talk to you, not to see
1: your face on uh, the camera. How about that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: We're in so tight.
0: We are in... Wow. Speaking of hairball, I just found so many... Out. All right. All let's, we're
1: losing people fast We here. are Nobody losing can,
0: anybody. We're losing
1: people fast. We are not losing So anybody. I want to I make the announcement to folks that... Um, <laughs> so we did last week this episode um, on love in the time of corona and around quarantine and relationships. And it went so well, despite all of our technical difficulties... That we really wanted to um, make it into a series, and so we've decided. And I literally just got the Facebook event up tonight, um, about an hour before this. So we did a horrible job promoting, but we just decided that every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, we're gonna go live on the Facebook. We didn't just decide.
0: We decided last week.
1: Right, but lives are busy, and we just got the Facebook event up. And um, we are going to go live, 8 p.m. every Tuesday right here. And we're going to make it a Love in the Time of Corona series. Yeah. So um, welcome. <clears throat> I guess this would be episode two.
0: Episode two. Love yep. in the Time of Corona. Yeah. Love in the Time
1: of, of corona. corona. Which time we're in, and we'll be in for a little bit. So hopefully this series doesn't have to go on forever. but. Uh, I'm guessing it's going to go on for at least a couple more weeks. What about you?
0: Um, I thought you were going to say months and I was like, yep. So
1: where are you at right now? How are you coming into this?
0: In my chair? How am I coming into this? Um, hanging at, that is an amazing function of the computer. (laughs) Hanging out, hanging out. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Hanging out and just ate too much dinner, and I'm excited to be here with you, babe. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I feel really good. You know, we didn't talk about, um, really at all, um, what this episode was going to be about, which is classic reading aloud, um, but I'm actually going to bring up a topic tonight.
0: Okay, did you bring something to read? Because that's what I want to start doing, is have people I did not bring
1: something read. to read. I did not bring something to read. I want to see
0: that. I want to see who's watching
1: uh, uh, Brian Powers is watching Awesome Old buddy from Kentucky Nice Yeah So He seems um, like a nice guy. Do you want to hear my topic? Nope Nope <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so excited to give it Yes Okay um, So I really um, There's a lot of news going around And I think we've all had our kind of <clears throat> You know Moments with the news But um There's a lot of news, unfortunately, right now around the virus that is about um, the equity of the coronavirus and how there is inherent racism and inequity occurring in the way that the virus is translating out into our everyday lives. Particularly in minority communities, death rates are higher. Um, the way that uh, the care is going around. I'm no expert on this, but I wanted to, that was something that I kind of like was reading about a little bit today. And so in thinking about this topic, it made me think in in the bubble of reading aloud world and how we talk about our relationship and relationships in general, and this is a relationship podcast, I was thinking about you know, and this is a much smaller subset of that bigger issue, but that issue, very serious, real world issue that I'm sure a lot of the folks watching and listening know about right now, Um, we're not necessarily going to talk about that today, but in the context of the podcast, it got me thinking about how we cultivate equity, true, real equity, deep equity um, and love in our relationships. And I think this is something that I, I think we do Decent job at. I think we do a pretty good job at, but I just wanna kinda of wanted to open up the conversation with that. Yeah,
0: that's the loudest puppy dog I've ever heard in my life.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's she's getting real <clears throat> crazy. Real loud.
0: I think she's stir crazy. Um, so alright, let's talk about equity. I think that this is a great time to talk about equity because in this, like you know, in the coronavirus, so we're both home, trousers with us, and we're both kind of like stressed out in our own ways at our own times, and we're both thriving in our yep. own ways at our own times. And so, you know, there's there's between the two of us, there's really... Um, there's really not much difference in how things are, are playing out for us other than our roles at work and the fact that now I have a colleague, which we talked about last week, that I love. Yeah, I'm
1: your colleague. It's pretty ex- awesome. Right, and yeah. it's
0: awesome. And you have, um, you know, like an at-home dynamic that you're working on. So, there, you know, there's a couple of differences. They're super subtle, in my opinion. <clears throat> and I feel like, I feel like, you know, we... This time is a mirror for us. And did we talk about how important it is? Like, as we talked about it as a mirror for
1: ourselves. A little bit. We've we've talked about the kind of mirror concept in relationships, like, a couple times. I think we dove into it a little bit last time. But especially now, in spending so much time together, it's... I I think it's not only, like, a mirror for ourselves, it's also a mirror for like our whole kind of relationship and everything, you know.
0: Well, and let me just say it has been an interesting opportunity because all the stuff comes up and the same stuff that always comes up and there's a lot more time to be able to work on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. In our instance, we're having we have a little bit of extra time. And so I thought it was interesting. So we so we had been doing pretty good and we started fighting Mm -hmm. last week. We started Arguing and then kind of per. Oh, sorry, trouser is amazing.
1: Our puppy dog's just running around here but and she's making like, all She's also old, of old
0: and doesn't normally run. Well, she she's she's spry. She's spry girl.
1: She's spry. She's spry.
0: So we have this. So so we're in this experience where we're like, um, we started arguing last week. This is common. You know, we talk about it often. It's always around my period. It's just a terrible time for us as we continue to try to bring a child into this wacky world. You know, it's almost like, hmm, I don't know if it would be nice to have one now or not.
1: Uh, I mean, I think it would be a lot more difficult, although we have friends who have a newborn, and to them, they were like, "It's actually a great time to have a newborn because we weren't planning on doing anything anyway. Yeah, they said, they um, said
0: having a newborn during coronavirus is a lot like having a newborn
1: during yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so
0: right. so th- so okay, so then so then we started fighting last week, which was a normal time for us, but then this week it hasn't really played out any easier. Why yeah. Why is that? Are we getting tired of each other? I definitely will say. Let me just pipe up here. As we were getting ready for our run today, and I was like, I was doing that thing that I do before my runs, where I can't seem to get my feet under me, and I don't really want to be on the run, and I'm like acting like a child. You know, I'm thinking like, man, I'm annoying. <laughs> and like, and he stuck with me.
1: Mhm.
0: And I, I mean, feel free to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think say that no. <laughs> That's not true. Well, I mean, I think I think what I think is we're getting to a point on week 4 of quarantine here where the the relationship has to, you know, all relationships need room to breathe and that breath and expansion allows for space to kind of, you know, roll with things and to be adaptable in the moment. And so when there's no space when you've been together in you know our house for an extended period of time and we're not going out we're not seeing anybody else we are you know we're we're kind of tied together then then the expansion then there's just much less adaptability and wiggle room so i think what's happened at least for me is that i'm having a fairly stressful week at work hmm. right and so there's no room, there's no outlet outside of our house for me to kind of like air that frustration and, you know, be able to just just spend some uh, my own time. And even if I go on a walk by myself or something, it's just different because I'm more able to leave that at work and then come home and it be in a different space. But yet now work and home are in the same place. And so I I don't have that luxury of adaptability. And I think that there is, you know, bringing it to kind of at least the topic that I brought up right now, which is equity, like, you know, that is me in that moment when I am in an unhealthy state, that is sucking equity out of, in my opinion, sucking equity out of the relationship because I'm drawing it all towards myself. And I need to, in that moment, because I have something to air. And so I think there's a part of equity here in in the context of the quarantine that is about, um, that is about this kind of like unconditional acceptance and being able to unconditionally accept like where the other person is at. I don't know. It's it's pretty it's it's an interesting like you're it's it's constantly feeling like I'm we're just navigating this really this really tight, you know, um rope, rope or obstacle course in a way. Obstacle course. And it's and and <clears throat> typically that obstacle course is so much more manageable because we have other other outlets. Right. We're going and hang out with other people. We're, 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 you know, talking conversations right, but with I, other people. But it's
0: interesting. Like, so under the context of equity, then I think that this is a, actually a really, you know, this is a unique time to work on equity because, again, there aren't any outside obstacles or any kind of outside context for us. And so everything that's, oh, my goodness. Just can I just, just hang on. Chelsea, go lay down. Go lay down. Lay down. Lay down, Chelsea. So, you know, there aren't any, there isn't that outside kind of thing that um, we can distract ourselves with. So we're really faced with equity in our relationship at all points. And it's interesting because it's been coming up a lot. So this morning we were reading, so we did our our, our spiritual readings this morning and we were reading about um how to talk about suffering. So if I am suffering and I am in pain, you know, we are supposed to go toward the other person. I think it's so interesting when we do these readings because Mm -hmm. they are so focused on going toward the person, connecting with the person. Um, And I think the thing about equity is that, you know, in my experience as a woman and in relationships, um, you know, like you get afraid when there isn't equity. You're afraid that like I'm going to be pushed over or not taken serious or somehow hurt in this process. And so I you know, you the first thing that I wanna do, and I'm a fighter, right? Like if you have if you're thinking about fight, flight and freeze, I, I go toward, but the first thing I wanna do is run away from those circumstances or those situations. When like,
1: it feels inequitable
0: to you. Yeah, because it's like, gosh, this is so familiar and it's such a it's such a uniquely hopeless feeling like I like when I don't make money in my business I think I'm going to pivot and make money in my business and when I don't like get my way in some other way I'm like okay I'm going to problem solve but like with issues around like particularly male and female and equity it's like you know partners yeah in relationship it's like is there really equity and it's 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 you know, for me, it is much harder to go toward because it feels like it's been a losing battle over the course of my life.
1: Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing you saying is like in other aspects of your life, when it feels inequitable or something feels unbalanced, you're, you're more apt to pivot and find a way around and kind of accomplish that or get around that. But within a relationship and particularly a partnership and then multiplied by the fact that we're in a partnership that is quarantined in one house right now, um, it is much more difficult because the the options to go around that are you know much more difficult, and so you kind of have to face that you know imbalance head on right now.
0: Right, and like in reality, we don't really go very far if we're frustrated with each other, anyways. But yes, that's how I felt this morning. I was just like you know, we're, we were at each other, you know, like or at least I was frustrated. And so this morning we're talking it through and I'm just like, where does one go in this situation? We're literally quarantined. And on the other side of this, I'm so freaking grateful to be quarantined with you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm so grateful for it, but yeah, it, it is it is hard. I think, you know, equity maybe is the topic or maybe it's just around whatever, but like turning toward someone in the midst of mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. so here we all are in quarantine and we're being asked to turn towards this person who's really ours. Um, not for everybody, of course, because there are relationships out there that people are very much trapped in but for those who don't of us who don't feel trapped it's like we're being asked to turn toward constantly right i mean right. i can't imagine like i'm an extrovert to go deeper in even oh though you feel gosh. like you're even
1: though you feel like you're you're so deep in the request even in this to at, at least what i'm hearing and i actually i very much agree with you it's like even when you're you're deep into like um in this situation and things get hard and and all that you feel like you need to do is to get away. For us, we're we're at at least some of the readings that we've done, and at least like what we're learning is that is that you just actually want to turn into that. You want to turn into it. Um, you know what it makes me think of? What? Really funny thing. Um, when they teach you how to uh, get out of a if your car hydroplanes a no. tip for all you people out there if your car hydroplanes and um, you turn into the turn so if you're if you start to do this way um, you turn in yeah. in in yeah. and so and that's like when you're spinning out of control um, you do that you do that thing that you that feels counterintuitive to exactly do. you yeah. turn into you know you turn into <laughs> the into the opposite way and so um, maybe it sounds weird turning into no, it, no, but no, yeah no. you turn into which way you're anyway which other way it makes sense to me It makes sense to <laughs> you me.
0: do the thing that's counterintuitive you
1: do the thing that's counterintuitive and um and uh yeah it's just that's what that's what I i'm really feeling really right metaphor. now it's like it's like um yeah it's just we turn into it and we in the argument this morning it was like the answer that we needed to do was actually lean into each other even though after four weeks of quarantine all that we wanted to do was just like get away
0: Totally. Anyway. Like not have to go deep. I mean, I'm dying to know what other people are doing. Like, you know, everybody's talking about what they're doing, like what I'm seeing on social media, what I'm doing in my business, what I'm cooking. Um, I think I've heard parents talk about either being totally overwhelmed by having to, to both like homeschool their kids and work. And then I hear about like families who are so grateful to be spending time together, Like um, kids who are home from college and just these sort of, I mean, it's totally unique circumstance. And I'm wondering what people are doing about their relationships.
1: Yeah. So we have a comment here. Tag says, um, and hey to everybody watching. We've got a pretty good crew out there um watching and uh tag said what are some examples of turning in
0: well i will i will thank you for asking so i will say one of the suggestions that i've gotten and it occurs to me often when we're fighting and i can't do it like i can't do it is that um is to suggest that you and i sit back to back and lean on each other and even as i say it i get like kind of choked up because i'm like that would work but like I can't what is that? do it. So that's a
1: physical that's it's a, a physical, physical turning
0: it and it's 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 you know I mean you're not looking at the other person but you are sitting back to back and you're that's awesome. Um and you're sitting back to back and you're and you're you know you're touching the other person and you're kind of having that physical experience of leaning on the other person. I think the physical experience is actually a pretty potent one. Got it. The other things of turning in. And
1: just to add to that on the, I think that's a really interesting point because it's often you think about uh, language wise or mentally you're turning in, but like not forgetting that sometimes the physical turning into it is, is key. One thing that um, we brought up before is even when we're fighting, like holding hands um, because there is, there's good a good night kiss or a good night kiss. Like there's, there's a, there's a physical presence there. Yeah. So I like that. What's, what were you going to say after that?
0: Well, and also like to turn into the other person is also, you know, the reading this morning was tell the person you're suffering, tell them that you're struggling in your suffering and tell them that you need help. Right. I'm, str- I'm suffering. I'm I'm not doing well. I'm angry. I'm angry I'm, at
1: you, and I want you to know that.
0: And I need your I know I'm angry at you, and I need your help.
1: Mhm. I'm angry at you, and I need your help. Yeah. Yeah. That was the suggestion was to ask that, and I think that that was a tip from Tikkun Han how to love. The, so the example for me there is when somebody if if Muddy Soul if you make me angry, the best person to um, that I need to lean on. Um, right in that moment for support in helping me release and, and move through my anger is you is actually the person who created. And that in that moment for me, you're the person, if I'm angry with you, you're the person that I want to push away, you know, and especially now because I'm, you know, we're together 24 seven all the time and I can't go anywhere. And um, you know, so like, that This is like an even more so like not only do I, if I'm angry at you, want to push you away in, in that moment, but also there's an added weight of the fact that I can't actually quote unquote get away or I can't go anywhere if I'm angry about that. That's so on a real so, chapter right about. so the, the whole like turning in, turning you, asking you, I need help. I need help with this anger. You know is a, what would happen? Complete radical idea. You
0: know what would happen if, if you told me I need help, and maybe this is just part of my personality because I do actually like to help. I would just I I don't know, I could feel myself soften. Like, oh I've upset you and you want help. It's like I would just totally soften. The other, you know, the thing that we ended up doing as far as turning towards each other is, one, we didn't walk away from the conversation. We kind of kept at it. And it was interesting because the whole conversation was around time management. Like, we woke up a little later, which left us with less time to get prepared for work, which did have a domino effect throughout the day. I think it really put both of us behind in a lot of ways. I didn't get my creative time I was hoping for this morning, and you you were really behind in work all day. And we knew that that would happen, and so we were trying to cut corners on our spirit morning spiritual practice yet we both feel committed to it and so you know what we did is we kept talking about it which took up time and we did our morning spiritual practice which took up time and then after that I was like here let me show you these this joggers outfit that I need and these new slippers because I really don't wear anything but slippers and sneakers anymore so you know it like we we turned into each other instead of going with that initial frustration around like oh my gosh it's later than it needs to be and there were some negative consequences throughout the day but not on our relationship right right and so yeah so is the relationship more important than work i mean for sure but also like both are pretty important
1: yeah yeah um Justin says that he's watching on us in his garage. No, I don't think he's watching
0: a, us. I think he's saying that's what he does to get away.
1: Oh, got it. Working for my garage. Got it. Got it. Oh, okay. Maybe thats where. I I thought space. we were being watched on a fifty-inch TV. I mean, that week. would
0: be amazing. You should also watch us on your fifty-inch television. <laughs> so yeah, so if we think about equity again, how is equity playing out in this moment?
1: Well, I also think about, I mean, while, while we're on this kind of arguing thing, which I think there's lots of other ways, but one thing that I want to bring up and ask you is that, you know, we argue very differently, right? So, um, uh, yeah, we argue very differently. So, you know, I am very uh, kind of can be methodical in the arguing can be like, I want to kind of work almost through a process or that's the way my brain works is very process oriented, and you're very just like, um, you know, you're, you are just, you know, you wear your emotions on your sleeves. You're, you just, you show it, you show up, you want radical honesty. You want, On both like, sleeves. On both sleeves and on the front <laughs> and written down the side of your pants. You know, like American Eagle or something like that all the way down. So, um you know, you 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 kind of approach it like that, and so we're it's it's it can cause tension because I'm constantly thinking about now wait we this and then there and then we're going there and you know why can't we get here and um, and you're just kind of like rolling along with you know wanting to get automatically at the root of the issue or whatnot and so there is actually issues of equity that come up in that because we can't we have to actually in my opinion and maybe you have a different one in my opinion we have to do some level of compromise within that argument because we argue so differently like i think it's on me to move quicker to respond to kind of keep up with keep up with the discussion or the debate to um you know like give you room to experience your emotions and it's i think it's on you to like also work at my speed like there is a balance and a dance that happens there and that kind of both equitable dance is something that is really difficult but
0: can i I ask you a question yeah so how when do you think that mindset kind of changed because i think in the beginning of our relationship You worked really hard to just do it my way. And that was actually your effort towards equity. Yeah. You were like, okay, the man has been oppressing, like the patriarchy has been oppressing women for a really long time. I'm going to go in the direction of soul, kind of unequivocally or like, for starters, every time I'm going to go in the direction of soul, and then, you know, maybe I'll get my needs met later, but my, but basically I'm taking one for the team because men's needs have been met for an eternity,
1: and so, and there was, it was, yeah, it was like a, it was an ethic, right, it was approaching, right, and it was, and you know,
0: and it was what we've talked about a lot of like, Um, there's a term for it that you may remember, but like, you know, like putting people, like giving people some advantage because.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's like a, a little bit, you can think of it like a pendulum, right? So it's swayed all the way in one, in one direction and it needs to kind of sway a little farther, the other direction so that it can find balance. Like that is the goal is balance, but like you need to go kind of like, farther in a way to So when create it. do you yeah. think
0: it it occurred to you when and why did it occur to you now that we need to work towards more equity because I think the conversations in our relationship have been much more around like 50-50 which as we know coming into this again we had a lot of reparations to do around patriarchy. So it wasn't 50-50 and that's how it needed to be. So now it's turning into more of a 50-50 conversation, which I'm totally fine with. And I think it's time, but like what changed for you?
1: Yeah, I think, I think what changed for me was, you know, I've been doing a, a lot of like self inquiry around being able to have the confidence and have the poise in order to express my needs and my emotions. Um, And for me, it was so much easier to adapt uh, and to adjust than it was to, like, stand present. Um, I could much easier adapt to where you were at and breathe through that process um, rather than be vulnerable and put myself out there for a variety of reasons. I had fear about upsetting you. Um, I had, you know, I, I didn't want to upset you further than maybe what I already had. Um, I had fear of myself that I would say the wrong thing. Um, I think that sometimes I'm, especially in those situations, I'm because I don't have a lot of um, practice in expressing my needs and uh, expressing my emotions. I then try to I overthink them and they will come out wrong, so I, I have a hard time expressing them. But so. you
0: also yes I hear all of that and thank you. But we you know we were also talking about it from a position of ethics
1: too. So right and then there was that whole layer okay. of like of like you know i just believe that i just believed and especially and i wanted to really demonstrate to myself to our relationship and to you that you know i was coming to this as a man who really you know wanted to recognize the you know the the way that patriarchal systems have influenced both me and you and work together to break those down
0: so so then the change came with the self-inquiry and the deeper dive and that and now you're like oh well i have a voice too and there's a way to express that is there still a way to express that and not participate in the patriarchy
1: yeah i mean i think because I was... I,
0: uh, let me just finish because i will say that it has been so reparative that you you know almost like the silence that you brought or not silence like the 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 set the stepping back that you came to this relationship with uh, even though it was like in one part ethics one part you couldn't find your voice or weren't ready to speak up was really reparative so it worked really well Mm -hmm. to make me feel like I had freedom and safety and confidence and all of those things in this relationship so like, it's like it's almost like it's been perfect timing because I have the confidence so we can move on from there.
1: Yeah, well I think I think part of that was because it was genuine, but to your point question earlier in like how why now and how's it coming? I think it's actually also when it has built that foundation of trust and a little bit more understanding, like it is also challenging those same systems by me as a man Being vulnerable and sharing my needs because I've been taught for so many years not to and that um, I don't have any needs. I shouldn't have any needs. I should just be strong, take care, not, you know, uh, not not necessarily like accommodate, but um, just just like, you know, just adapt to the situation and like do that. Don't be vulnerable at all. And so expressing needs, there's a big part of vulnerability with that. And so I think there's, you know, I'm thinking about it like two aspects. There's one, like needs expressed where it's a controlling aspect. And I think that that's the aspect that we were working on, like getting away from, right? This controlling aspect where I didn't want to be controlling of you because of all those aspects of patriarchal systems, right? But at the same time, what we also lost when I didn't want to be controlling was my own like yeah, needs yeah, in yeah. Person and person and um like who i was yeah. also and so i think by not being controlling but being able to elevate and bring up who you are at your truth at your core um by expressing your needs and your desires and your your power within the relationship um in a healthy way that is truly um you know, that's in my opinion, can be revolutionary for a relationship, and I hope that we get there. I hope I continue to develop that. And also, with ability.
0: it, with it has come more of that, like strength and courage, and that that capacity to care mm-hmm. and be. You know, it's interesting because that has it's a, it's almost like all of it's getting better, right? Like your capacity to kind of care and show up and be strong and just like those pieces that you were saying like if I do all of that I was taught to do all of that without vulnerability but as you become more vulnerable you've also become stronger in other areas
1: yeah yeah
0: so when we talked when we talked this morning and we were figuring out the and and just so everybody knows our all of our like things work now so everything that we dealt with last week around this the video stopping and like not being able to see any see comments. comments we can see them all now I don't know what changed but we probably so if you started. have
1: if you have like a comment or a question or like um, something that you know you want to add in um, we're going to figure out how to like include you guys on this when we get another level of advanced technologically but right now just leave a comment um, on the Facebook um, the feed and uh, yeah Awesome. Yeah. So
0: um, I was just going to say that yeah. this morning when we were arguing, you know, you were saying like, I need, I want more collaboration. I want you to come toward me. I want to talk things out. And I was just thinking about like that level of vulnerability on all sides, you know, like um, it's just so interesting to me, the concept of vulnerability and to say, you know, like we we need to continue to talk this out and be collaborative. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me it's like this, it it doesn't happen it's almost I, I, I'm I'm almost seeing like a timeline here because it doesn't and this is my whole process thing, right? But it doesn't happen immediately. Like if, if there is anger or there is an upsetness, like that needs space to be aired in a way. Oh. <laughs> Well here hear me out though. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm acknowledging that. And and you of course I haven't been the best at allowing that because I want to jump to right. I want to jump to the collaboration. Right, right, right. 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 And i want to jump past it. Um whether it was you that made me angry or me that made you angry, okay. which happens a lot more often.
0: Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> we are here. You are welcome here. <laughs> I'm glad you're here.
1: Um uh you know so like that needs to be there but but like i feel that like once experiences are expressed right so what was your experience with that situation what was my experience with that situation like acknowledging like what happened in that moment once and that can be very ugly i'm not saying that's all roses but like once those are expressed i feel like there is a point when there is collaboration and what i kind of constantly come back to is the fact that we have the same goal here like we don't want to we don't want to be in an argument at least that's my perception in, in most of these moments like we don't want to be in an argument i don't think that you do right i know that i don't right. i would care to gander that most couples out there if they're fine don't care want to, to be, gander don't <laughs> care to gander Um. Uh, don't want to be uh, don't want to be in an argument. So actually there is commonality. There is an there is an equitable thing there, a starting place. And so in that, I think there is, you know, a, a place in which you can begin to kind of collaborate on that. And that is another aspect of being vulnerable and then tur- turning in, you know, turning into that other person because you have that common goal.
0: Right, right. So one of the comments is, that's the hardest part to go back to the situations without reliving the argument Mm. Um, without like hearing exactly from you, what what you're saying about that, Justin, I, I, I think, you know, you're either speaking to the pain of the argument or that, that rehashing that happens. Um, And I think that, you know, definitely the rehashing of it it's like sometimes you just wish you had a tape recorder going, which is pretty much what we're doing in our life for the most part is recording everything. Um, but, you know, to have a tape recorder going cause you're like this, you know, I mean, you know, you have to work through confusion and misunderstanding, but then you also have to replay it and it's from people, different people's perspectives and it's an amazing thing. Um, and also like, I think that what happened with us this morning and, and you kept calling me out on it was like, we kept getting hooked back in. You're like, it's almost like you can't move on, right? Like, it's almost like I wasn't able to move on because we kept getting hooked back into the conversation. And, you know, you say the common ground is neither person wants to be in the argument, but, like, I think that there is some sort of desire for... Is, how bad a word is retribution? That's a bad word. I mean, I
1: know what you mean by like it. Like, there's some you know.
0: desire for, like, like uh, you know, like, that you're, like, avenged
1: yeah like, I, not yeah I, I hear that and i know that feeling yeah. right and we do it very differently you do it very vocally and you do it very like you know out there and in my face about it and i do it very subtly and backhanded you Backhanded. Know? that's a good uh, word um well not like i mean like um sorry i apologize for using that word i meant like um passive aggressive you know or just passively passively Uh, right
0: it's not aggressive It's just passive
1: yeah so um i do it very passively (laughs) is what i'm trying to say um but i think that that's something that both of us in our own ways have to move past i think that any desire that we have my personal belief is that any desire that we have to cause that person suffering is no matter what they did to you is unhealthy yeah I'll just say that I I don't I mean and I know that something sometimes there's people like well it depends on what they did right and like I hear that but I I don't believe that we should ever desire to cause somebody suffering right and I think that no and I
0: think the interesting thing is is that at at the hardest moments of our in the hardest moments of our relationship are really the times when I want the least amount of suffering. And I find this when we argue, like, to see you in pain causes me pain. And it and so, you know, I may feel staunch or stubborn about my need to move on or not move on, or I may just feel like I can't get out of that loop, but I really genuinely cannot i really do not enjoy seeing you in pain at all and especially when you've really messed up um which has been few and far between but like when you've done something that's been really hurtful it's like i can't stand it when you feel pain and this morning i'll just say as we kind of wrap up unless somebody else has a thought or a comment they want to share we're open to it but is that um You know, I just have to say, and I know I've clarified this before, but a long time ago we were taking a walk and you were like, you know, we talk about clothes a lot, right, because I do styling, I do personal styling, and so we talk about, we were talking about clothes and you were like, I know you hate this hoodie, right, and it's the, the neon green oaklandish hoodie and the truth is is that you look really bad in most greens but that one's different because it's a neon and b it has the blue heathered in it
1: take and these think, lessons folks She's and really think, good. At this. and i
0: think that the blue heather which i have a pink uh, hat that has blue heathered and i've recognized that better than having tan heather in it is like it really looks good on me so you, so this blue it's the blue in the green and the neon that's different but like literally like I I, it's so funny because you were wearing that hoodie this morning. You had it up over your head and you have your glasses on, which I love those glasses on you. I don't know what it is about those glasses, but they're the best. And... What did? Oh, and you had your joggers on, and you looked so cute. And I was so pissed at you, <laughs> and you looked so cute. But it, I like three days ago, I had looked at that hoodie, and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you haven't worn holes in it because you wear it a lot. And I was like, how will I ever find this hoodie again? I, I have to recreate this hoodie over and over. And then I asked you this question. This is a wild, windy story, but I asked you this question this morning, and I was like, what are your three favorite things in the house? and and I asked that's a because, great
1: reading a lot of questions Do right? yeah. you had another one yeah. ask it. Yeah.
0: and so one, I was like you know what are your three favorite things in the house and and <laughs> I, <laughs> you joking yep. and I I didn't say the hoodie because I was thinking about the mugs and I was thinking about um what was the other thing <laughs> that I picked? not the mugs and what was the other thing Favorite thing in the house? The diffuser that was mm. broken, which we got replaced today. But was, um, is your hoodie, mm. is that hoodie? And it means so much to me. Like, that hoodie means so much. And I there's so many moments, especially when you tuck it over your head, where I just feel like it's like you and that hoodie just symbolize rest and rejuvenation, but also just cute.
1: Cute. So what's, your my favorite thing, what's my takeaway? What's my thing?
0: Your favorite thing in the house was and you and Trouser were on my list, but your favorite thing in the house was the extension cord. (laughs) And I love that you answered it. I'm like, like, what's your favorite thing in the house? And you were like, the extension cord.
1: (laughs) Wait, let me explain this, because I have had to set up a home office. um, Instead of going into the office, I've had to set up a home (laughs) office. And where I set up the home office, there is no outlet. And so before I had figured out the extension cord hookup, I was like moving positions to like charge my computer and then move it back over to charge to like sit and work until the computer ran out of battery. And then anyway, it was just it was the show and no, but I actually But now with the extension cord I can stay in front spot the whole time. I loved
0: that you said that because that's exactly what I meant. Like what's your favorite thing in the house? And it didn't need to be anything. But then you were like, oh oh I mean you and trouser. And I was like, yeah, well, of course. But also that was on my so, list. But,
1: like, I loved it. So here's here's something that I I, I enjoy fine. about... Um, here's something that I enjoy that um, we have been able to do during quarantine is ask each other really goofy questions. What's another one? Um, like,
0: uh... I can't remember any.
1: I know, but we have done a pretty good job. I mean... Well, we've been generally really goofy because there isn't much else to do. And so I think in general the point is turning towards humor. Yeah. Um, in this time. And you know, there's actually a really big underlying and I know we kinda of keep talking here, but like there's a really big underlying issue of, of equity in humor. And you when you can laugh with somebody and, and truly laugh not like one person's funny and we're always laughing at them or the other person's funny and they're always laughing at, at, at you or something like that and when it's not one-sided but really as a as a couple laugh with each other not even at a movie right that's funny too but that's somebody else creating it like together be really goofy and laugh um, there is mutual respect there mm-hmm. there's mutual respect. And there is mutuality in in that there's there's a, there's an, an equitable understanding there Whoa. that um, there's an equitable understanding there that is just really powerful.
0: Hold on, sorry y'all. Just so you know,
1: what happened? So I love in this how we're live and you love to talk about things that they Whoa, can't what? They, see.
0: It doesn't lives are not supposed to be. So they're not in scripted. my in my
1: glass which has ice in it. The ice cracked and then popped out of the glass. It was amazing.
0: The ice cracked and shot itself out of the glass. All the way out of the glass. And it's at the bottom. I love laughing, (laughs) Moma. Can you translate that? He loves
1: laughing at the Museum of Modern Art. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I, th- I think that there is, you know, like, like being goofy and laughing yeah, is, is a really, awesome. is a really, um, uh, tenant of, of huge of, tenant of, of equitable. It's been a nice so, conversation. Yeah. I
0: appreciate this as the end of the day. So blessings y'all. Yeah. Thanks for being around. Yeah. I really appreciate
1: you. Next week, 8 PM, Tuesday, EDT. S- EDT, same, same place, same time. Um, We love laughing with you. Maybe we'll try to lighten it up next week. Maybe not. Who knows? It'll be week five-ish of quarantine. Bye. Bye.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm Marisol. And I'm Adam. And you are listening to The The Reading Reading Aloud Podcast
1: a podcast where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication is explored in real time by a real couple.
0: That's us. In season two, we bring you along on our tour to keep the conversation going. Okay. Here we go.